When I think about Christmas, I remember Christmas Eve candlelight service. I remember my family getting dressed up in our finest dresses. I always got a new dress. We'd go out to eat dinner at this beautiful restaurant and we'd go to church together. And the excitement of waiting for presents to open the next morning and celebrating with all of the people that we love and joining together to eat, drink, be merry, and share gifts with people. Now, imagine you're in a new country and people all around are celebrating a holiday season. You know no one, have little resources, and aren't able to speak the same language as those around you. This is exactly how many refugees experience the Christmas season when they first come to America. But a St. Louis organization is changing that, lighting up Christmas and sharing the true reason for the season. That's on this Action in Ministry. Inspiring you to be the hands. Empowering you to be the feet. Strengthening you to be the heart of Christ for others. Action. Action. Action in ministry. Hi, I'm Rachel Legute, and this is Action in Ministry. According to the Refugee Processing Center, approximately 150,000 refugees entered the United States since 2016. Statistics also show that a majority of refugees may never have a substantial, meaningful relationship with an American. The road to success in the land of opportunity can be daunting. But as the weather turns colder, one St. Louis organization called Oasis International is stepping in and helping refugees have a very Merry Christmas. Joining us is co-founder of Oasis, Joni Akers, and friend of Oasis and former refugee, Lisa. It's great to have you both with us today. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. Well, Joni, will you begin by telling us a little bit about what Oasis is and what it does? Sure, I'm happy to. Uh, The statistic is that less than 10% of the refugees will ever be befriended by an American. So Oasis International really is changing that statistic. Uh, My husband and I used to pastor for about 18 years, and we did some uh, traveling around the world. And then the Lord just opened our eyes to what is going on right in our own city. And so in 2006, we bought a building right on Gravoy in the Bevo Mill area. And uh, our mission is to love and care for the refugees that are fleeing from a war-torn country. So when they come to St. Louis, they have nothing. And so Oasis is there to give them practical help, help with furniture, clothing. Teach We teach English, citizenship classes. We do baby showers for the new mom, driver's training. But we're all about, the bottom line is, really building friendships with these people who have lost everything and been through a lot of traumatic situations. How do people get in contact with you? How do they even know that this is a service they can connect with? Well, we work right along with the International Institute, which is the relocating agency in St. Louis. So they're the ones that meet the people at the airport. Uh, They have an apartment for them. And then uh, they work with us, you know, sending people over to get furniture, clothing, and then also it's just word of mouth. People know that Oasis is there uh, to help them, and so they will tell their friends when more refugees come, and so people come through our doors just by hearing about it or also through the International Institute. What's the scope of this? How many people are you serving on a regular basis? Well, last year, 6,000 refugees. Now, these are not all new refugees. These are how many people actually came through the doors of Oasis. 6,000 refugees came from 40 different nations. 
Oh, my goodness. So it's a lot of people. (laughs) It is. Wow. It is. Well, Lisa, we are really excited to have you with us here in studio today, too. And I am so intrigued by your story. I was wondering if you would share a little bit more with us about your journey, um, maybe where you came from and what it was like getting here to the point where you're here living in America now. Thank you, Rachel. Um, So um, after the war, urgently I'm from Iraq. Um, I got to leave there because of, you know, it was so dangerous. Um, my husband was on the list to be killed right now, so we had to leave right away. Oh, your husband was on a list to be killed? Yeah. Said. Oh, my goodness. So we had to run in the same day. We left everything, even our clothes. Like, I remember leaving with two babies. My my oldest, she was two. My youngest, he was four months. So leaving with diaper bag, some some food for them, and you know, taxi driver and, and just leave everything and go. Did you know where you were going to go? No. In the beginning, we didn't know. We just want to run away. Then the only country was letting us in without visa it was Syrian. We did not prepare to leave our country, actually. We were like, leave now or you're going to get cold. So, so Syria opened the door for us. We went there. We stayed there for two years. But we could not apply for anything from there. It was some difficulty. I don't know why or how, but we could not do it. Uh, we had to buy a visa to Turkey, and we were thinking that we're going to just cross the board to go to Europe or, you know, take the the sea to go to Europe again. We're going to walk or drive or whatever, but then we could not do it with two babies. But this is just God, and he opened the door for us. Somebody sent us an email and said, just go to the U, and you can apply, and you can accept it. We did. Like, we received the email. Next morning, we were at the door of the UN. We told them our story. We got accepted as a refugee. After, after a year in Turkey, we could come here to the United States. So it was something so big for us. It means a lot to us to be here as a refugee. It helped us like save our life, all of us. So I can't imagine even the piece of just, I have to get out. I'm going to an airport. It's not a trip you've planned. It's just something that mm-hmm. has to happen for the protection of your family to leave everything and, and to take go. this journey, not knowing where you're going. It's yeah. incredible to With hear all of With two babies, steps. you know, my babies. Four months and two years old, and I'm holding them, and Dad leading the way for us. Come here, come here, and you know it was so so scary. And my husband was sick; he had an injury on his back, and he could not walk. And it it was really, it was very scary. Like, what I'm gonna lead my family to? But I had to leave. I had to leave everything behind me too. My family, you know, everything I collect through the years my country you know mm-hmm. I lived there all my life and I left everything there I just left I looked in the back I have tears a lot of tears in my eyes but this is my only choice leave everything and survive with my our life all of us my goodness I'm sure that you encountered a lot of different things along that journey <laughs> there are probably lots of different emotions that you were going through feelings Um, You probably encountered a lot of different people along the way, some nice, some not so nice, some helpful, not some not so helpful. Um, I'm wondering when you first came into contact with Oasis. Um, We arrived 
sometime in January. It was so cold. The snow was this high. It was really like something unbelievable. We did not have a snow at all in our country. We did not have this cold. You weren't prepared for snow. I did not. Like, I did not have a heavy jacket. I had jacket, but I didn't know this is not to use here. Like, I will carry my son and go to the bus stop to go to the international student. He will tell me, my mom, mommy, my, fr- my ear are freezing. My nose, I cannot feel it. He was too, and I was like... What I going to do? I put my arm, I put my clothes on him, but he was freezing just walking to the bus. So we did not we did not prepare for this weather. We did not prepare for this country. A lot of things. My my language wasn't good at all. Like I had just tiny bit English. My husband spoke really better than me, but for me I was very nervous. Everything new, new experience for me and my kids. I they told me like, you know, <laughs> this is where you're going to live, but it was empty house. So after a few months, somebody told me about Oasis and they told me, just go there. They're going to help you. So my husband went and he knocked their door and he said, hey, we are new here and I don't know what you're going to do for us, but we really need some help. Like if you just come visit. So they 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 asked him right away, what do you want to furniture or clothes or whatever so he signed in a little sheet the very next day a big truck stopped by our house and they were loading a lot of things for us for our kitchen couches blankets we have a lot of blankets after that and um you know everything even some food and they were gathering together and they give us a lot of hugs and they you know they make us feel like we are special we are you know we are human <laughs> you know it was we were very lonely for three months. Nobody knocked our door. Nobody asked us what you need. Just by ourselves with the kids. We will go to the international and come back. And we, we're just discovering everything. But this is our first time we weren't up with somebody else. Like, they give us a hug right away. Who will do that? I was like, <laughs> how did it feel to have somebody, like, hear what you needed yeah. and respond so quickly to yeah. that need? What did that feel like for you? You know, we we felt like we are human now again. Like, you know, we left home, our family, our people, and now somebody care about us. They give us the love and, you know, the, you know, we are human. We need this attachment first. We need somebody to listen. We need somebody to look at your eyes and, and talk. And we need these friendships. So they give us, they offer friendship right away, like they look at me and they say, hey, come come visit us at Oasis and you can help us. I went next day. I remember I went next day. I went and I was like, can I help you? I did not have enough English <laughs> even. But she, Johnny, I remember her, she said, you can come and help us interpreter. And I was like, with my English? She said, yes, with your English. Johnny, how does it hear? To, how does it feel to hear somebody share the story of what it meant to them. Oh, you know why? That's why Mark and I are so blessed. And I think all the people that volunteer at Oasis, you know, we just are so blessed and honored to be able to be a part of their life at a time that they really do have a big need, a great need. Uh, Because none of us can imagine here, you know, Americans maybe, what it would be like to all of a sudden be put in a foreign country and you don't know the language, you don't know exactly what you're going to do, you don't know how you're going to make it. So it's really a privilege for us to be a part of their lives. And we have our family, we feel like we have a great big family now. Mm -hmm. We have lots and lots of 
friends from all over the world. And, you know, the other thing is, too, like uh, like Lisa said, um, you know, it is the love. They've been through trauma. Yeah, Yes, they need so many practical things, but the trauma that they've been through. And so those hugs and that just loving them and also giving them, uh, like like Lisa said, the the dignity uh, you know, they're human. They, you know, it's hard to have to ask for things all the time. You know, people that, that the refugees, they had, they're professional people, many, many of them. They had good jobs. They, you know, engineers, teachers. Lisa was a teacher, you know. And uh, so, you know, it's just, it's, it's just a great privilege to be able to be a part of their life. Such a beautiful story. Well, I know as we look at the Christmas holiday season, I know that that's a time in America where people are really, um, there's a lot of goodwill, um, a lot of desire to be involved in charity, just um, things that they're sharing love with their family and with and with others, because it's just something we do this time of year. And I know that Oasis has um, this big Christmas project that they work on as well. Um, Joni, can you tell us a little bit more how how Oasis helps make Christmas a little merrier for refugees in the St. Louis area? Yes, I certainly will. I know one of uh, my refugee friends said to me, you know, in the United States— Every month they celebrate a holiday. And I said, oh, really? You know, <laughs> Every month. <laughs> uh, it seems like it. And she said, but you know, I love Christmas the best. There is so much love. Yeah. And I really do believe it is a time that uh, as followers of Jesus, we can share the love of Jesus with people. And so uh, at Oasis, what we do is we have a big Christmas toy delivery. Last year, we delivered to 600 children. And uh, we have different churches that will donate the toys. What I do is just uh, get the information out to churches, organizations, and we'll say, like, how many two-year-old boys we have, how many eight-year-old girls, whatever. We just try to do it for every refugee child that has come in that, that year, and even those that have been here longer. It's just been a wonderful thing to do. And then people do. Uh, we have a day where the, the toys, uh, the gifts are delivered. And uh, that is just a time where people uh, can cross into their the culture of another, of a refugee family, go to their home, bring the gifts, and take some time and just sit with them. And I remember one of our refugee friends saying, do you know... Uh, I have been here two years, and this is the first time an American has been in my home. Oh, and they were very blessed by it. They were just very excited about it. And so, you know, the bottom line for, for our Oasis is that we would build friendships with these people because they are lonely. They've lost family. They've lost friends and so many other things. And so building that relationship with them, being a friend to them, loving them uh, is just and it's a win-win. We're just so blessed to do it. We love to do it. But imagine a lot of times this can be the first time that maybe refugee families are introduced to your organization. Yes, yes. So it that opens doors for them to Both also ways. receive yes. more services. And then um, this kind of relational piece that you're talking about that Lisa has described so much. Lisa, do you remember um, the first time you experienced Christmas in America? Yeah, I remember that like yesterday. So... You know, Christmas back home, it's, you know, actually we celebrate the New Year saying this is a Christmas. We don't know a lot about Christmas here. So in the New Year, we will go get a little tree, even not 
the Christmas tree that you use in here. And we try to put some toys, like our toys around it. And sometimes my dad would hide like two candy or three candy. If, if you find it, you get it. If you don't find your candy, that's it. <laughs> Somebody else You it. missed it, yeah. So here, like around December, we went, you know, wh wherever you go, like you see the people fighting, buying more stuff and <laughs> grandma and uh -oh. grandma. So we did not have anybody to, you know, to give present or get present from. So I was like, you know, my my kids were asking me, you know, what Christmas, why are they are being, buying present? Who going to come to us? Is Santa coming or whatever? Because they hear from here and here. And I was like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but so we went and we got them little toys and, you know, we bought it. And one day I got a call from Oasis and say, hey, somebody going to come visit you at home. And I was like, yeah, they are welcome. Anybody can come to my house to visit. So a family, like a whole family, mom and dad and kids and even neighbor, they came to my house. They have a lot of gifts for me and my husband and my kids. And with that, they give us a lot of a lot of their time and their love. They, you know, they sit with us and they listen to our story and they give us, uh, they pick cookie from home and they got it with us and gift for each of us. This is for Lisa and this is for her. Whoever, whoever, whoever. So each one of us, is, they make us special and they give us, you they know, of these. You all individually. They were so, so nice. You yeah. know, we ended, became best friend. Till now I have relation with Joanne. She's the best. Like she is really the, the nicest, the kindest woman, you know, not because of the gift. Like we became a friend. She... She she always called me and asked about my kids. Uh, when I have this section after two years, she took my kids to her house and she take care of them for two nights. You know, I really appreciate her and I really am glad that they are in my life. Mm. Well, Joni, Oasis is a Christian group and most refugees who are coming to the St. Louis area are coming from areas where they may never have met a Christian and the message of Christmas is a Christ-centered message. How do you share that with people who have a different belief background? Yeah. Well, uh, what I think is so important is that we respect all people. And so uh, at Oasis, we are not ashamed of the gospel. And so whenever we do share, uh, whether it's before English class or if we're just one-on-one -on -one talking to people— you know, I just shared that this is what I believe as a follower of Jesus. This is what we believe, and this is why we believe it. And so uh, we just feel like, you know, and you don't have to believe this. I, I just want you to know what we believe. And so uh, we pray for all of the refugees that come through the doors of Oasis. And uh, But there is such a freedom to be who we are and to let them be who they are. And to pray that the Holy Spirit will bring revelation. And so at Christmas time, it is a wonderful time to talk about the birth of Jesus and why he is so important in our life and what he has meant to us. And so, uh, but I think the bottom line is really just respecting where everybody is and, and who they are and just allowing, allowing God to do a work in their heart. This seems like a really great opportunity for churches to serve people from around the world without having to leave the country. Can churches get plugged in with what Oasis is doing, even if they're not in St. Louis? 
Oh, well, definitely. Uh, <laughs> we definitely need uh, boots on the ground right right in South City. But uh, you can, they can go to our website. It's oasis uh, for the number four refugees.org. And, you know, it is funded by people, churches, you know, give to give to Oasis. But there's always places usually that people can get plugged in. We also have a program called The Good Neighbor because we've seen that more than anything, these refugee families need friendship. They need relationships. They need uh, a Christian friend in their life, uh, a witness. So uh, that is a program that we do where, where people's uh, American families say that they will be uh, a friend to a family for a year. And we always see that it seems to go much longer, even as Lisa <laughs> said, they're, they're still friends. And they just commit to visit with them once a month. And so it's just someone to help walk alongside them in this new you know, transition time. Oh, that's amazing. Lisa, if you had one thing that you could share with people who say, I want to get more involved with the refugee community. I want to be reaching out to that community. What's a piece of wisdom that you would pass along to them? How can they help? You know, Oasis is a really good way. And the program, the neighbor, it's really, really nice. You know, being volunteered at Oasis is really great thing. We, we need this... Um, this human thingy, like people will listen to you, will sit with you, will care about you. Like uh, we came here and we left everything behind. We left our family, our friend, everything. We need somebody to build a, a friendship with. I have a lot of families. They are um, they are stuck at home. They cannot leave because they have babies and they don't have language. And, you know, they cannot go to school because they don't have transportation. They need this hard. They need your time. Maybe one hour a week or one hour a month, but this is going to mean a lot for them, a lot. It's really touched their heart. Um, when when I was—I had my English, and I was fine, and I started my job, but then there is a moment I want— I want to go and, and cry on somebody's shoulder. I will go to Oasis, you know that? I will go and ask them. I was like, I need a hug. I really, I have, I'm not good. So they will sit and pray with me and give me that hug and break what's broken, like collect what's bro broken to me. So this is a good thing, volunteering at Oasis and help Oasis through what they are doing. And I think that message of relationship and uh, um, loving the people around us is something that can translate mm -hmm. all across the country and across the world. Um, I am so glad that you guys could both be here to join us today. I'm inspired by both of your stories and by the work that you're doing. You are sharing so much love um, and help to the people in this area, to the refugees here, but you're also sharing the love of Christ with them. And I'm so glad to have been able to hear your stories today. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Refugees often flee violence, persecution. They've endured the loss of family members, torture, terror, loneliness, and often hopelessness. What better hope to offer than the hope that endures all circumstances? The hope of Jesus Christ, who came to our rescue when we were in need. I challenge you today to look around. Who needs help? A refugee? A neighbor? A single mom? Join in what Oasis is doing and help. Help meet needs and give hope. Thank you for joining us for Action and Ministry. 
I'm Rachel Legute. Thank you for listening to Action in Ministry. We'd love to hear how you and your church are ministering to your community. To submit ideas for this podcast, visit our website, lhm.org forward slash action and send us an email.